Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, the podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad and I have with me Father Chris Scythe and Father Alex Scott. Fathers, welcome back to the podcast. Good to be here. Thank you. And Nice to be back. Yeah. And this podcast, uh, I don't know, we're recording this right after our um, religious order draft podcast finally dropped. <laughs> and, nice. um, I think the results are in that Father Chris, you were lame. And uh, Father Alec and I both had pretty solid teams. So that I think that's fair. Ridiculous. I don't even remember the picks from that. It was so long ago. <laughs> well, that to is... make it up, Father Chris, we're going to allow you to, to choose our topic for, for today. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about an antiphon. What do you, why don't you start with that? What is an antiphon? Okay. So I, my favorite, oh, antiphon. So first of all, Advent, right? Uh, from December 17th. <laughs> to December uh, 24th, really 23rd, um, you have these O antiphons, which if you took the, the first word or the first letter of the first word of the O antiphon after O, uh, and then you reverse the order, it would spell in Latin arrow cross. Um, why, why don't we stop back even more? Like when are the O antiphons prayed? What is, what is an I was antiphon? About to say, yeah. Okay, so- What is an antiphon, yeah. Yeah, right, okay, so- during evening prayer, during Vespers, the church prays um, the Magnificat, uh, Mary's hymn that she sang uh, upon greeting Elizabeth. And um, before saying that, there's always an, what's called an antiphon. Basically, it introduces the, the, the prayer, and then um, you, you say the Magnificat, the Gloria Patri, and then you say the, the antiphon again. There are special antiphons for different feast days, and especially during this time of the year, December 17th to 23rd, you have these O antiphons. It's where you get O come, O come, Emmanuel. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So again, in reverse order, it would spell out arrow cross, which means I will be here tomorrow. Um, So it's getting us ready for for the coming of Christ and the nativity. Um, My favorite O antiphon is the one that falls on December 19th. It's O root of Jesse. Uh, standing as a sign among the peoples before you, kings will shut their mouths to you. The nations will make their prayer come and deliver us and delay no longer. Um, that's not the same translation that we normally use, but it's basically what, what it says. Um, it's coming from Isaiah's prophecy, uh, a root of Jesse's stem uh, from you, right? A, a flower shall, shall spring, shall spring forth. Um, the reason that it's my favorite is because it reminds me of a quote from J.R.R. Tolkien. Of course. Um, so in The Lord of the Rings, uh, and then this t- quote from Tolkien, I think helps us appreciate the mystery of Christ coming even more. So, Well, this, um, this is the MO of this podcast. We're going to delve into very nerdy uh, uh, things like this. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> um, okay, so Lord of the Rings, right? You've got this character, Aragorn, who's like the lost king, uh, from this line of of kings that's basically like gone into hiding. I mean, it's invisible to the world. Nobody would know where these kings are or that they still exist. Um, everybody's still kind of waiting and hoping that the king shows up, but it's really nobody's actively hoping. Nobody's really expecting this to happen. And then Aragorn arises and a hobbit learns of his story and he, he makes this uh, kind of poem in his honor. And it's a famous poem. I mean, you'll see 
um, written on uh, all sorts of things, right? Not all those who wander are lost. Uh, so this is the poem that that comes from. And so the po poem goes thusly. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. Nice. I'm, Very I'm nice. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that they stole at least one of those lines from a Smash Mouth song from like 1998. <laughs> uh, I think that's right. Yeah, if I recall. Yeah, all that glitters is gold. Um, no, that, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but I think it um, it's just so poetically like breathes life into this this Isaiah's prophecy about this. Um, root of Jesse's uh, stem that a, a branch shall grow out of the roots that seem to be um, dead. But in the words of, of uh, Bilbo, right, that deep roots are not reached by the frost. I just think it's such a, a beautiful, uh, I don't know, just truth for us to reflect on that at the time of Jesus's coming, there was not a lot of um, hope in the world that God was going to come in. I mean, it's like, again, and again, you know, the, the, um, the prophecies in a sense, like, when is this going to happen? Um, you know, Jesse's stem, David's line has been, you know, where, where is it? Um, but deep roots are not touched by the frost. I just think it's, it's such a, a way of, uh, thinking about what is to come as we celebrate Christmas, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's this, this sense of, um, you know, when you, I remember planting, <clears throat> I was like, little, uh, you know, we, I, I would help my mom plant bulbs in the wintertime. And, and you put these, these uh, kind of life bearing things deep in the earth, and you just sort of let them be. And I, I mean, it's a little bit different, because there's a they, they, you know, if you're a good gardener, they, they sprout on, on time and all those other things. But there's this reality of something that seems utterly kind of barren and destroyed. And even more than that, it seems like it's in an environment that it cannot any longer live. You know, when you talk about the winter and snowfall and frost as you're talking. And then just, you know, it is truly almost miraculous to see just just life kind of sprouting forth. And then you have something beautiful and new and, and remarkable. And, you know, I, I, if we can hold that image in our mind as, as the root of Jesse, like you're saying, this idea that, uh, you know, Christ coming in, in kind of, you know, in Blake midwinter as the, as the hymn goes, this idea of, of out of complete desolation and, and lifelessness and a sense of loss and a sense of, of an impossibility of, of growth, you know, comes this new life. And we expect Jesus to come again, right? So we're not talking about the root of Jesse any longer, but, but how parallel is, is that kind of worldview to what I imagine Christ is going to come into again? And it's actually, in some ways, the, the time of desolation that makes the roots get deeper in the first place. Um, you know, when things are dry, the roots have to go deeper in order to get more moisture. So, like, it's the time of desolation that actually is what makes the roots so strong in the first place. Yeah. And I, I think, too, like, it also speaks to what happens in our own souls, like, because there will be moments where... You know, maybe we receive a sacrament, and we don't feel anything, or we have a moment in prayer, and it's 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 difficult and dry, and 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 we think, you know, where are you, Lord? Why aren't you working? And so often, there's so much going on down below the surface where we can't see, and we have to like the key virtue for us is really 
patience, but even more so hope. And this, this realization that, oh no, he's working, he's in charge. There's real life that is present in our faith. And it's not just the things I see on the surface of my soul, but deep within he's working. And that's going to flower and bear fruit in due time as well. So it's not just about, about Christ's coming, but about our own uh, spiritual lives as well. So, yeah, my encouragement, I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this, if this comes out during the, uh, the Christmas season, but even just during winter at all, and, you know, they can be kind of hard months, you know, uh, if you need a little something to, to pray with, it might be a good time to pray with that O Antiphon uh, or just Isaiah 1110. Or the Lord uh, of the or, Rings. Or I was going to say, or just, <laughs> you know, pray or with Smash the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> or like, Smash these are all, all options. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to like, if you're in a middle moment of desolation or, or, or difficulty or dryness in prayer, or you don't feel like you're growing to really like, then that's the time for patience and trust and to just really try and, and put your trust in the Lord and, and be confident that he's going to work. He's, he's going to sprout um, and he's going to bear a lot of fruit. Good. Well, thank you, Father Chris, for that. Um, you know, really, uh, good attempt to just get us to talk about the Lord of the Rings and, um, uh, and always looking for opportunities. Yeah. Shoehorn in, uh, some aspect of the faith. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Thank you, Father Chris. Thank you, Father Alec. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, if you like this podcast and you'd like to listen to other great Catholic talks, you can find us at catholicbytespodcast.com or you can find us on Apple podcasts or Spotify. Uh, Catholic Bites is a product of Catholic cast media. Thank you and God bless you.